Good morning, friends. So great to gather together with you again on this day. And uh, if you haven't been with us last week, you won't know that we're starting on a new series of messages uh, called Grow Up. Uh, it's how to become spiritually mature in our faith. And uh, we asked uh, the folks with us last week if they would just say yes, that I really want to make this a season of growth in my life. And so I, if you weren't here last week, or maybe you were thinking about this, I just want to encourage you to do the same. And you can uh, type commit in the comment section uh, of, your, of uh, the broadcast, and we'd be happy to add you to a list of people that I will pray for personally, that this will be a great season of growth for you. Well, um, nourishment is critical to our health. I want you to look at the picture of this baby. It's just a pathetic sight of, of a child who is malnourished. Now, we can be malnourished in one of two ways. One is there's just not enough food at all, um, and, and that can cause all kinds of problems. So we see this poor child uh, emaciated as, uh, as he is. Uh, but we also can be uh, we can uh, go through malnutrition when we can't, um, when we don't have good uh, uh, vitamins and, and food that will support us and keep us healthy. A poor diet, in other words. And malnutrition can uh, result in a number of things. Uh, reduced muscle and issue mass, decreased mobility and stamina breathing difficulties, um, increased risk of chest infection and respiratory failure, wounds that take longer to heal than normal, uh, slower immune response, uh, length of time that it takes can be uh, much longer to recover from infection, uh, difficulty staying warm, deficit in brain function, uh, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke, and even some cancers. That's all because someone didn't get an, a proper diet, a proper nourishment for their bodies. In fact, in 40 to 60 days without food, you will die. And, and uh, so perhaps your mom wasn't so off when she, uh, when she su suggested to you that you needed to eat up. You stay at the table and eat up and eat your vegetables too. If, if enough food and the right kind of food is necessary for our bodies, how important might that be for it to be significant for our spiritual life, sufficient spiritual nutrition that we might grow. You see, spiritual food is essential for spiritual growth and health. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 2. He says this, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow by it up and grow up in your salvation. So you can be spiritually absolutely emaciated, skin and bones, no strength, languishing, because you've not had any spiritual food. And so no matter what your body is like, you can be the picture of that child can represent you spiritually if you're not uh, getting spiritual nourishment that you need. Well, uh, when you, you may not believe this, but at one point... I was a pig farmer. We had moved to a pig farm, 
and I took care of pigs. And one of the, the things that I would be called to do on occasion is if the, a, a sow was having trouble delivering uh, her piglets, uh, we might be there and help. The thing that always got me is this brand new baby piglet would uh, come out and uh, he would start flailing around and it wouldn't be very long before he got up and stood and, and uh, it's amazing at how quickly that happens. And then he would find the source of nutriments. Uh, they, would, they would go right for that and begin to nurse. I, I'm a bit of a, a Nat Geo wild kind of freak. I like to watch uh, shows on TV uh, that are nature shows. And you see sometimes uh, a, a water buffalo or an antelope or something like that will have a baby. And, and it's so quickly that they're up and moving around. But if there's no nourishment, they don't stay in that way. And so they head right for the, uh, the food supply. And they need the right kind of food also. See, there's, there's a natural tendency that God puts in us to crave food. And, and uh, th we see that with uh, animals. We see that with people as well. There's this craving for food. And, uh, and, and so it's interesting that God created us with this craving for food the same way he gave us a craving for spiritual food. And so we need to find the right kind of food if we're going to be spiritual healthy. He says there, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that you may buy it, grow up in your salvation. And so we need Food that, uh, that is pure, it's unadulterated, it's healthy, it has everything that we need in it, all of the, the nutriments, uh, all of the, uh, the calories and uh, what's necessary for us. And uh, so when you, when you have that, though, you, you understand that a baby can only take a certain kind of food and so much of it. Uh, we don't put a ribeye steak, uh, medium rare, in front of a baby. Uh, that would be silly. They need the right food, and they need to start with milk. And that's what he says. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. You see, you can be very mature and intellectually bright and by virtue of your age and who you are. But unless you have become spiritually alive, you cannot understand the things of God. It makes no sense to you. There's no appreciation of what God has done and what he's doing with you. Uh, you can't understand the things of God. It doesn't, it do, nothing makes sense to you. See, there is the necessity of a spiritual birth. We can't grow unless we are first born. And in 1 Peter 1.23, it says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. God said that his word is what was necessary for a person to become born again, born anew, born spiritually, coming spiritually alive. And before 
this new birth occurs, we're not receptive to God. Our eyes are not open. We don't understand. We can't make sense of it. it, it, it just, there's no clarity. Um, this birth occurs through this imperishable seed planted in you and me. And it's the living and enduring word of God. God took his word and infused it with power by this Holy Spirit to make people spiritually alive, to help them come awake spiritually and, and, and to understand. And, and that's so uh, incredibly important. James would say in James 1.18, he said he chose to give us birth through the word of truth. And so we see at the outset that if we want to grow, we first have to be born. And we're born through the ministry of the word of God in our life. And that changes absolutely everything. You may find that you can't make sense of Jesus. This thing that uh, some of us do following Jesus, it just doesn't add up for you. You can't appreciate it. Not until your heart has been opened, not until your eyes have been opened by God. And then he reveals that and, and there's no longer a mystery. Not until you've received that new spiritual birth does it make sense. You're spiritually dead. And by the word of God, you become spiritually alive. Only God can do this by his word. He, he accomplishes that. And, and he gives us this sense of assurance that Jesus is who he says he is, that God the Son came to earth, that he became a human being like we do, that he lived an absolutely pure and perfect life, pleasing God in everything he's done. And, and not only that, uh, but he sacrificed his life on a miserable, uh, torturous cross. And he didn't do that for anything that he did wrong. He actually did it on our behalf so that he might take the punishment and the judgment for our sins and our rebellion against God so that we might be forgiven, so that we might have life, so that we might have spiritual life and eternal life. Last week, Don Carter shared his faith journey with us when he was baptized. It's interesting because Don was previously resistant to the things of God. He had all kinds of questions. He had problems with different things in the Bible. And he couldn't accept what the Bible said. But something happened. God flooded his soul with love and the light of Christ shone into his light. And all of a sudden, everything came together. It made sense to him. He understood who he was and what God had done for him. And, and he believed with all of his heart and placed his faith and his trust and his hope in Jesus. And he wasn't looking back on that. That's so exciting to see what God does. And only God can do that. You can't make yourself alive. I can't make you alive. But you can, God can, as he did with Dawn. And I want to ask you a question. Have you been made spiritually alive through the word of God? Is this becoming something that you understand now? Or, or are you just maybe thinking about it a little? Uh, maybe, you're, maybe you're contemplating. Uh, maybe you just debunk the whole thing. I want you to know that we are, are delighted to be able to dialogue with you and if you have questions. And you can always contact us by uh, email. 
at uh, info at uachome.org. We'd be happy to talk to you about some of these things. But I understand if you're not there yet, some of this doesn't make sense to you. But God can open your understanding and your mind and can shine his light in. And he can help you take those first steps of faith. Well, uh, when we were in uh, a, a previous church that we served in, uh, we had a woman who came uh, to church uh, with her daughter on a Sunday, and she was intrigued with the church, and she said she wanted to come back. In fact, she made an appointment to talk to me. And uh, we discussed the things of God, and uh, she thought about that. She came back a week later, and she uh, was ready to open her heart and life to Jesus Christ, to put her faith in Jesus and what he'd done for her. It was, uh, it was an amazing time to see how God moved uh, in her. She was a, a professor at the university, and uh, God, just, God just blew her away as he opened up her mind. She went back uh, home after that encounter, and she came back the next week. And uh, she stayed, she lingered a little longer, and I could see that she was waiting to talk to me. And I said, well, how's this week been? She said, you would not believe uh, I've read some of the Bible before, but everything has changed for me. She said it was like the, the words jumped off the page at her. And, and now there was meaning and appreciation for what was being said. And, I, I, and that's so important for us because we can't grow in our faith until we have a faith. We can't mature until we're born and born into God's family. Well, growth requires different diets at different stages of life. When a baby's born, as we said before, that baby needs milk. And all the nutrients that mother has for her is exactly what that baby needs to grow at that point in their life. But you move on from that. And you, you get some pablum and uh, that's something that doesn't require teeth. And you work with that a little bit and this mushy kind of food and it's all over their face and all over the bib and every, the high chair. And, and, uh, and then you try some pureed fruits and vegetables and see what the toleration for that is. And then that baby begins to get teeth as he or she grows and develops. And now they're eating solid food. And uh, it's kind of similar uh, spiritually. When you, you may be adult in many ways, and, and, uh, but you become a brand new Christian. You start with milk. You start at the beginning. And uh, in 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul would say this, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready. You're worldly. He said, you should have grown beyond that by now, but I'm still having to give you milk. I'm still bottle feeding you. You're now in your 20s or 30s. You need to be up and at them, but, but you're not there. You can't handle that. And so if we're going to grow spiritually, we need to have the right kind of nutrition at different stages in our life. And um, a, a diet of spiritual gummy bears and soft drinks and potato chips and cake and ice cream, as they do nothing for you physically, that stuff does nothing for you also uh, spiritually. So we need uh, 
to have the right kind of nutriments and food for us at that time. And we need food of the word of God if we're going to grow. The food that we need is the word of God. The Apostle Paul said to Timothy in chapter 3, verses 14 to 17, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Did you hear that? Paul is telling his young protege, Timothy, uh, and rehearsing his life. He says to Timothy, I know where you came from. You had a godly mother. You had a godly grandmother. And, and from infancy, they taught you the scriptures. What a, what a blessing for him that that would happen. Uh, what, what a profound effect. A mother and a grandmother. Lois and Eunice. Uh, we find out their names even. And, and uh, God worked through them to bring him to faith. I can tell you, I am a product of that same thing. I have a mother who prayed for me and taught me, but I had a grandmother that I stayed with while I was very young. And she prayed over me and she taught me scripture. Even as a two-year-old, she was teaching me to recite scripture. And she was praying that I would go into ministry someday. And so you look at a person here who had that impact. And I would say to you parents, you have an incredible opportunity and responsibility to your family to share with them the things of God, to open the scriptures to them and help them understand. And, and he explains then that all scripture is God-breathed, God-inspired. That really it means the, the, like the exhaling of God. The scriptures are God <sighs> breathing out on uh, what was written. You see, it's interesting that the very, it, it is the very product of the breath of God. Now, although we have uh, over a 1600 year period, about 40 human authors, uh, there is this uh, understanding and sense that all of the scripture, God protected, God breathed. It was his word and it was his authoritative word to us as well. And the word of God is so absolutely powerful. Um, it, it is in a couple of ways. When we were created, God took, God took um, and, and made out of the dust of the earth, Adam. And then what did he do? He breathed into him the breath of life. And he became a living being. <laughs> Something more incredible even than that. In Psalm 33, it says this in verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, the starry hosts by the breath of his mouth. He spoke. He spoke and his speaking accomplished whatever he wanted. And he, the, the very universe was, was created by the breath of God, by his speaking. Isn't it incredible that God chose to communicate with us? He chose to communicate his truth with us in human language, our language, so that we, he could communicate with us what he wanted for us. 
So there's this incredible power in the word of God. And there's also authority in the word of God. It has authority over us because it is God's word. But he says this, that the, the word of God is useful. It's useful. It's valuable. It's beneficial. It's essential for growth. You can't grow without the word of God. There's no way. And he talks about how beneficial and valuable it is in four different categories. Uh, and, and these are important for us. The first, he says, um, they're, they're useful for teaching. Uh, oftentimes, I think we think teaching can be maybe a little too intellectual or, but it's, it's critical for who we are. He teaches us what we should believe what we need to know, what he wants to communicate with us. He does that. And, and um, God's word is useful. I, I had a, a seminary professor who profoundly touched my life. But one thing that he said that really, uh, really has stuck in my mind all of these years was this. He, he said, all theory is practice laden and all practice is theory laden. He says, Behind what you do, there's a theory, there's a philosophy, there's a theology, there's, there's some kind of truth statement. And, uh, and he says, in the same way, everything, everything you believe will find its outworking in what we do. So it's so important that we have the word of God teaching us so that it will guide us in life. Well, not only it's, it's not only useful for teaching, it's useful for what to avoid, uh, what to stay away from. Sometimes the subtlety of evil can trap us and we're, we're just unaware that we're, we're being duped. Uh, and, and what the word of God does is it shows us what we need to avoid, what we should stay away from. I, I'm so impressed with, uh, we went through a 31-day reading program in the book of Proverbs. And in Proverbs, we have these statements uh, of wisdom coming to us. And so often, it's, it's a father speaking to his children. I want to tell you to stay away from this. Avoid this. And as parents, we do that. Well, God, as a parent, does that also for us, helping us, um, warning us what to stay away from in our life. Well, not only that, he tells us what to change, to correct uh, we can be involved in things that are wrong. We can sin. Uh, we can stray away from God. And, and what he wants to do uh, when we're straying and we're hurting ourselves and hurting others, he wants to bring that needed correction and bring us back and restore us. So the word of God is valuable for teaching and for what to avoid and what to change as well. But it's also valuable for what to practice or what to do. How do we live our life? Well, God will share that with us as well. The training in righteousness. And uh, that's how we need to live our life positively. How, what, how God shows us what to do with that. Well, the result is this, that we would be totally equipped to be and do everything that God wants us to do. That is, we will grow and mature. That is, we'll become more and more like Jesus. A training in righteousness so that the man or the woman of God might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's what he says. He gives us everything we need to know, to be, and to do what he wants us to do. And that means growth. 
That means maturity. Now, if you want to grow, you must be continually feeding on the word of God. Um, one of our core values, one of our five core values is this biblical teaching. And here's what it says. We believe that life transformation happens through the spirit filled communication of the Bible. We are committed to preaching and teaching the word of God with integrity, without compromise, and in a way that speaks to the relevant issues of our time with love and compassion. The Bible is central to all we do at Unionville Alliance Church. That's what God has given us. He's incredibly, he's given us his word so that we would have everything we need to know, to be, and do what he wants us to. Now, the question is, how do we get this nourishment? How do we receive this, the word of God? Well, we have several different ways. In fact, you're sitting in a service now where we're teaching the word of God. So that's one thing. Sunday by Sunday, we gather for that. And uh, I want to encourage you to be faithful and, and to come uh, asking God to teach you and show you. Well, there are also life groups. So we take the, what we have heard on Sundays and we gather with others and discuss it and how it applies to our life. We have Bible studies that we do. There are some good things and some not so good things on the internet or on television. We have Right Now Media, and, and that's an opportunity for having teaching uh, uh, opportunities uh, for uh, our people here. And, and so um, we, we have personal Bible reading where we would get our Bibles and we would read them and let God work in our life. Now, I, we said we want to go through this fall and we want to really accelerate our spiritual growth. And I want to ask you to do something with me. I want to ask you to start a good habit of regularly reading your Bible every day that you could feed your soul, that you could strengthen your spirit. I'm not asking you to take hours of time. We just, I want you to just uh, take some time. I want you to read the letter of James. It's five short chapters. It's near the very end of the Bible. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll break that up into 11 little parcels for you so that you can read it little by little each day uh, through the, the more than a week. Now we're going to use uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 as a template for what we should look for, for God to do something with us. And so we want to ask some questions. Uh, one question would be, is there something we need to believe? We, he said it was good for teaching. And so is there something that God wants us to believe? Is there something we need to avoid is there something we need to change in our life? Um, or is there something that we need to practice or do? So when we read the word of God, we've got those categories in our mind. And, and you, you can get this. We'll have it um, on our website for you. So you can get that, that reading each day. And then be asking yourself these questions. What do I, is there something I need to believe, avoid, change, or do or practice. Now, here's something that I hope will be helpful for you. I want you to try to make a habit of meeting with God every day. 
just, just when we do something habitually, it becomes more and more a part of our life. And we need that constant feeding. You normally don't go uh, five days or, or 21 days without eating. You eat constantly. And if we're going to be spiritually healthy, we need to be nourished from the word of God. Secondly, find a place and a time which you can spend in quiet, in uninterrupted time with God. So, so set aside a place and a time where you can, you can have some quiet time. And then pray and ask the Lord to open your understanding to the significance of his word in your life. And, and let's start and, and do this and we'll see what God has as he begins to speak to us and, and we begin to relate with him and live according to his word. Uh, so we'll, we'll have also a Right Now Media uh, introduction to the book of James, and that will be really helpful for you too. Again, look on our website for that. And as we do this, as we feed on God's word, my prayer is that we would see spiritual growth as we go through this fall. And uh, we'll mature and be the kind of people that God wants. So I want to say to you, eat up or... Bon appetit. And, and uh, by the way, that little boy that I showed you last week, the picture of our son, um, we actually fed him. And I think when you see the picture that was taken of us just a week ago, you'll understand we did feed him. And he's a pretty healthy uh, man. Anyway, God bless you. And, and may you uh, be faithful in pursuing the word of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for your word, that you would give us your word, that we are so privileged to have that, that you use that word to change and form and fashion us, that we become more and more like Jesus Christ. And so I pray that we would drink from that word and, and we would consume it and you would change us little by little uh, to become more like you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.